0: Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of season three of the Toward Light podcast. This episode, I'm continuing with the Noble Eightfold Path, with the seventh path factor, the factor of wise mindfulness. Last episode, I talked about wise effort, and then we have wise mindfulness. The word sati is translated as mindfulness. The Pali word has a connotation of remembering. So the practice of mindfulness is remembering to inhabit our present moment experience fully. Here in the path, mindfulness falls in the samadhi factors. So it's specifically pointing to mindfulness and meditation practice. Mindfulness has become a buzzword in our culture, and we can hear about being mindful of every little thing. But today, I'm going to emphasize mindfulness as a meditation practice, vipassana sati. This could be, has been, and will be a series of episodes on mindfulness. So know that today is just an overview. How is mindfulness different than thinking? When we come into contact with anything, sight, sound, whatever, we immediately launch into meaning-making. The way Bhikkhu Bodhi puts it is, the mind perceives its object free from conceptualization only briefly. Then, immediately, after grasping the initial impression, it launches on a course of ideation by which it seeks to interpret the object to itself to make it intelligible in terms of its own categories and assumptions. So, mindfulness practice works to slow all of that down. So, eventually, in our practice, we can be free of that conceptualization. There is a systematic approach to mindfulness, which is laid out in the Satipatthana Sutta, Majjhima Nikaya 10, and is most often translated as the four foundations of mindfulness. While these don't necessarily need to be practiced in order, it is highly recommended that they are, and I will talk about them today in sort of a progression. The first foundation of mindfulness is mindfulness of the body. It's broken up into different practices. Why do we start with the body? Well, that's our initial contact point where we can be free of conceptualization and it is away from apart from the thinking mind. We inhabit our present moment experience by being embodied. I won't go into detail with them all. But the practices that are included in the first foundation of mindfulness are mindfulness of the breath, mindfulness of postures, mindfulness of daily activities, mindfulness of elements, mindfulness of the 32 parts of the body, and mindfulness of death. All of these practices break down our experience so we have a directed focus where we can slow down and unhook from our habitual condition process. When we do these practices, we are touching into our ability to witness experience without getting caught up in it. This is why we so often start with the breath, because it is, in general, neutral. So we can practice observing each inhale and exhale. And when we notice our attention has wandered, we bring it back. And this is where balanced effort comes in, right? Because when we bring our attention back to the breath, we do it in a balanced effort way. We don't yank our attention back or we're not letting ourselves totally check out. We find a balanced effort to keep coming back. The first foundation begins with the breath and also with the instruction to go somewhere quiet to do the practice. So while our goal long term is to bring mindfulness into all of our moments, regardless of the external circumstances, We do start by limiting external distractions and stimuli so we can focus on our practice. The other practice in this foundation that I want to highlight is the practice of the four elements. Being aware of the elements in our body. The earth element, hardness, density, our bones, our teeth, the weight of our body where it connects to the earth. The water element, fluidity, our saliva, our mucus, our muscles the fire element, temperature, the experience of temperature in our body internally and externally from one part of the body to the other, the air element, movement, our breath, the micro-movements of our body. These are the things we can bring our awareness to to both understand the nature of our body in the present moment experience and to see that we are nature, universal, boundless. Just as the planet experiences earth, water, fire, and air, so do we. The second foundation of mindfulness is mindfulness of feeling tone, mindfulness of vedana. Once we have made contact with any stimulus, our initial movement is vedana. We hear a sound, we see a sight, and we immediately designate it as pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. This is done almost automatically, and so to catch this moment takes practice and discernment. So an example, we're practicing mindfulness of breathing, we're with the inhale, but then our attention wanders. Why? The vedana of that inhale was neutral, so it didn't hold our attention. Now, when something has a neutral vedana, that doesn't mean we have to check out. It just means it's our tendency. So we notice, oh, okay, vedana, neutral, come back, try and catch the exhale. Now, do things inherently have a certain vedana? No. No. It's based on our conditioning and the causes and conditions in the moment. So the Vedana of the contact points of your sit bones on the chair might start out as neutral or even pleasant. But if you sit for a really long time, it may become unpleasant. And then maybe you get a cramp. And so it's unpleasant and then it goes away. And then it's pleasant or neutral again. So Vedana is shifting and changing and conditional. When we're practicing mindfulness of Vedana, we try to stay there. We meet each moment and see if we experience it as pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. But then that's it. We don't get caught in the story or conditioned thinking stream. We just are with the Vedana. Which brings us to the third foundation of mindfulness, mindfulness of the mind. This is where we do place our attention to the thinking mind and observe what mind states are present or absent. There are different ways to do this, and the sutta, there is a list of mind states to observe. But for simplicity's sake, I often practice the third foundation by noticing if the poisons, greed, aversion, and delusion are present or absent. So an example, practicing mindfulness of the elements, we're noticing the movement of air in the lungs as we breathe, it's moving easily, and the vedana is pleasant. The mind state that comes up is greed, wanting it to continue to stay pleasant, and that's it. We don't get into a story about if having the greed is good or bad. We don't get lost in a memory about our childhood asthma or our fears of it returning in the future. We simply notice what unwholesome mind state is present or absent. So in that example, it would be greed, and then come back to the experience of the elements the absent part is just as important. We often go looking for a problem. So it's super useful to notice when the poisons are not present. So same example, element, air in the lungs, it's pleasant, but there's no grasping. There's just a being with it. The poisons are absent in that moment. And so we note that. The fourth foundation of mindfulness is mindfulness of the Dhammas, which can be translated as mindfulness of categories of experience. Similar to the first foundation, there are several practices listed, several categories of experience to be mindful of. They are the five hindrances, the five aggregates of clinging, the six sense spheres, the seven factors of awakening, and the four noble truths. Again, so much to say about each of these. I'm going to briefly discuss two. Mindfulness of the five hindrances and mindfulness of the seven factors of awakening go well with my simplified third foundation practice of noticing the presence and absence of the poisons. So if I'm noticing the mind state of greed is present, that is also a hindrance. And if I see what's arising as just a hindrance, I depersonalize it and it has less of a hold on me. The five hindrances are greed, aversion, torpor, restlessness, and doubt. We understand these hindrances as another way to notice that the poisons are present or absent. And when we're practicing mindfulness and we notice a hindrance repeatedly coming up in our practice period, it may be useful to practice the antidote instead of what we're doing. So if greed consistently arises, to practice mudita appreciation. If aversion is arising, practice metta, loving kindness. If torpor arises, turn on a light or open your eyes or change your posture. If restlessness is arising, practice concentration. And if doubt arises, cultivate faith by reflecting on the fruits of your practice. Mindfulness of the seven factors of awakening can help us see the absence of the poisons. If we see mindfulness, investigation, energy, Joy, rapture, concentration, or equanimity, that points to the absence of the poisons. So I'm practicing mindfulness of the elements. I'm feeling my feet on the floor, earth element to earth element. The Vedana is pleasant. My mind state is a non attached appreciation. I see the pity, the joy, and the simplicity of enjoying this experience without expectation. That shows me that the poisons are not present, that I'm mindful of one of the factors of awakening. So I know this is a lot of information. I feel almost like tired um, spewing this all out all at once. The four foundations of mindfulness is really its own avenue of study, there are so many resources to look at when we're deepening our mindfulness practice. I have my go-tos. I have certain things that I find to be very useful. I will link them in the show notes. But please know that there's so much more out there. Even today I just found something I didn't I had not read before and was like, oh man, why am I not recommending this? So I know it's a lot to navigate, and if you ever have questions, if you're ever very interested in continuing study on a specific aspect, feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy to point you in a direction. So on this Noble Eightfold Path, as an aspect of samadhi, mental cultivation factor, we see mindfulness as an essential step on our path toward freedom. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net or on Instagram at towardlight108.